Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of NBA DFS Today. I am your host, Keith Cork, and, uh, hey, I'm here to lead you guys through a little five-gamer for your Monday. Uh, get over your Sunday football hangover with a little five games of uh, basketball on Monday. Obviously, we have a football game, too, but that's another story. Uh, get the uh, Sportitos uh, Wager Pass to get some of my thoughts on that, and also the NFL Fantasy Pass. Uh, which is still available. Get the all-sport pass, as a matter of fact, which gets you the NBA stuff as well. But you kind of have to get the whole enchilada to get um, get each of these thoughts in my mind. Um, but we will talk about this five-gamer. Uh, I will say, going through the slate, there's um, you know a lot of forwards and a lot of guards um, that I want to you know roster. That are on the value side. I, I found it harder. I found it easier to find value on this slate than I did to find a good spend up. And put it that way. So I think what I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna try to lock in some of the cheaper guys here and uh, see what what stars I can fit in with it. Which I'm ending up with a lot of salary once I get it. So there's a lot of cheap guys I'm not here. So I'm excited to, to share this one for you because these, these are the guys I get really geeked about. These kind of deep league guys. Um, Last gate, last slate, uh, not so great for me. I uh, I think I had some decent early calls on the pod that I did here. Jalen Brunson uh, had a really good game, uh, if I remember correctly. And, you know, uh, Anthony Edwards, I think, ended up having a very decent game as well. So, you know, uh, there, there were some good calls, but uh, ultimately I made just too many swaps at the end. Uh, and I tried to be a little bit too contrarian or a little bit too much of a, uh, too much of a pivot. Uh, for instance, I went Jordan Goodwin instead of Eric Gordon. Um, you know, Eric Gordon was the obvious play there. Um, Hor- Horford was a good play. Uh, I had him definitely circled. And he did well. Um, but you know, I, I faded the Toronto-Cleveland game. That was a good call. 105-102. I, I don't want any part of that game. Um, Spurs and, and Denver. Uh, ended up being actually probably a game I should have targeted more with a 132-120. But, uh... Ultimately, it was kind of a blowout, you know, most of the way. But there were some guys there, so, you know, I missed there. So just, you know, we're looking to rebound here, looking to have a better day. It's a five-gamer. It's a much more, I would say it's, this is my favorite, uh, right in my bread basket. So uh, I am looking forward to walking through this. If you guys do want, uh, these are early plays. This is an early look at the slate. So if you guys do want the full play, get the DFS pass for five bucks from sportsetails.com. All right, let's get into it, though. Portland and Indiana. What a, what a barn burner that's going to be. Portland Trailblazers at Indiana Pacers um, is the first one here on DraftKings. And like I said, I'm going to try to give you some of the cheaper guys here. Um, which on the Portland side, there's really nobody. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, and again, I'm, I'm trying not to really recommend spend ups, but Tyrese Halliburton at 11,000 definitely jumps off the page at me if this ends up being a close game. Uh, I do think that he has a nice one. So I don't mind going there. Um, on the Portland side, uh, I, I'm, I mean, same thing. This is probably a game that I'm just not going to target super heavily. Uh, it is a 242 game total, though. So that may be stupid of me. I may change my mind between now and when when it um, when everything tips off. Because that is the highest game total on the slate. Uh, second highest being 234, which isn't that far behind, but still a significant difference. Vegas isn't always right. Things can happen. I just, I, I view this as, you know, the Pacers are a really good team. The Blazers are 
not. And I think this game's probably over early, to be honest with you. I really don't see any reason to, to believe otherwise. Uh, you know, can the Blazers stick in this? Sure. Um, they were, if you're going to game script for that, maybe they get a big game out of Bragdon or Jeremy Grant. Um, I really don't see Aiton having a big game up against Miles Turner. I And then there's, you know, who else on their team is going to go off? Like, that's the question. <laughs> and I just, I have no answer for you because they're just not, they're just not good. They're not interested in winning. They're not good. Um, the Pacers, I mean, they did, they would have points. So it, it's, you know, it's usually to opposing guards. So, you know, of course, again, I'll go back to Bragdon. I didn't mention Shaden Sharp. He was at 7,000. I just think that's too much for, for Sharp on, on this slate. There's other guys I'd rather roster, but, um, you know, maybe Brogdon at 79, but I, I have some cheap guys I want to recommend anyway. So we're just going to skip that game. So no, no plays really from Portland, Indiana, uh, them officially suggesting here. Uh, the Lakers though, uh, I'm going to go back to my boy. Uh, my boy Max Christie, um, you know, 3,900. I loved what he brought against that Cleveland Ca- in, that, in that game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, not only with the fact that he had 12 points, that's what he ended up with, right? Yeah, 12 points, uh, five rebounds, three assists. That's a pretty nice mine in and of itself. But uh, just watching the game and seeing the defense he put on Donovan Mitchell down the stretch, uh, that kind of thing will will earn you you know minutes or, or you know at least keep your minutes safe. I don't know. I don't think we have any clarity yet on uh yeah cam reddish is still questionable with that right injury so obviously if he does play uh i'm less bullish bullish on uh christy i probably am not gonna play reddish against the sixers just because it's a tough matchup but christy at 3900 um you know that price tag makes him less of a gamble it's less risk so i don't mind going there um, you know, otherwise, I mean, not a lot jumping out to me, honestly, on this Lakers side. If you want to go Christian Wood, because maybe, uh, they need a bigger body out there to guard Embiid. I could see that happening. I mean, I, I think Anthony Davis is a fine big body to throw at Embiid. I think that's going to be fine. But maybe, maybe Anthony Davis gets in foul trouble. And then instead of, you know, 15 minutes of, of Christian Wood, suddenly we're seeing... 26 minutes of Christian Wood, 24 minutes of Christian Wood. But even then, it's not a guarantee he produces. I just I, I just don't trust it. I just don't. So I'm not, I'm not going to go that way. Um, on the Philadelphia side, nothing really of note. Uh, I mean, if you want to play Embiid, yeah, uh, sure. Can't can't fault you for that. I think it's a tough matchup against the Anthony Davis, but I do think it's a nice, uh, you know, big tournament pivot because it's going to be pretty low-owned. But 11-7 is pretty pricey, but he is he is that dude. He is that man uh, having another MVP-like season. I know it's very early for that kind of conversation, but uh, he is. And, you know, I think you can look at Batum and Covington. I don't trust Batum at all as far as I can throw him. This this is a tougher matchup than the last one. Um, He had a really nice one in the last one. Uh, It was against the Thunder. 32.25 DK points. Uh, He had 14.7 boards, 3 assists, 2 blocks. He shot 4 of 7 from the field, 3 of 6 from beyond the arc. Not something you can just bank on every single time. The, the lines before that are more indicative of what my expectation is, where he's getting like 12 DK points, you know. So um, if you land somewhere in between there, I guess, 25, 26 DK points, it's fine. I guess if you land on him, it's not, not a problem. Uh, Covington, I mean, maybe a pivot in a deep contest, but he has not been able to produce you know, big lines, um, given the minutes. I just, I, I just don't think, I think there's other guys here that you can kind of 
save your money on and spend up elsewhere. So, uh, not much on the Sixers side for me. Um, Lakers side, I like Max Christie. I like their stars too. Is kind of a, a little bit of a pivot too. I think people are going to just largely avoid this game when it comes to stars because both these teams are pretty decent defensively. With the Sixers being pretty good, I would say I would say the Lakers are, are near there too. Um, whenever you have Anthony Davis anchoring your defense, uh, excuse me, it is a um, quite a boom to the to the rest of your defense. Anyways, let's talk about a more exciting game for DFS purposes. And I got a lot of guys circles here. Washington Wizards, your Washington Wizards that are, I think, what are they, 2 and 15 or something? Ridiculous. I think they can't be that bad yet, right? Um, uh, I'm going to look up their record. And while I do that, uh, oh, 2 and 14. They both these teams are 2 and 14. That's really funny. So 2 and 14 Wizards against the 2 and 14 uh, Detroit Pistons. And um, yeah, this is going to be a rough one. Uh, but this is perfect for DFS. This is the kind of game I really want to um, target. It's a 3.5 point spread with two teams that have just a bunch of unknowns and a bunch of cheap guys that could just go off. 234 is the game total. This is the second highest on the slate, as I mentioned before. So since I'm stacking this game, that's largely why I'm avoiding the other one. I just think there's there's a lot more value. When it comes to, to dollar dollars spent, there's a lot more value on this in this game. So... I was talking about the Washington side. Let's, um, you know, Poole is questionable, so let's go ahead and address that. If he does sit, I'm going to go ahead and treat this as if he does. For no other reason than um, he injured himself during warm-ups of the last game, so, you know, sprained ankles are kind of tricky. I mean, he could play through it. I guess he's truly 50-50 if I'm thinking about this, you know, all the way through, but um, but the Wizards are, I mean, they, they have no incentive to put him out there. It's not like putting him on the floor is increasing his trade value, even if he has a good game at this point. Just all the stuff that we've seen with him spacing out during, you know, plays being drawn up and and all this other stuff. I just don't I don't see a huge incentive to rush him back. So I, I'm just going to operate like he's not playing here. If he does play, you can probably you can scrap some of these guys. Jared Butler uh, is one guy you could definitely scratch. Um, but if he but if uh, Jordan Poole is out then Jared Butler is in my DFS lineups um, because he did have a nice one. I, this is a guy, I, I liked what he did, um, you know, what was it, two years ago um, on the Utah Jazz. Yeah, he was on the Utah Jazz. I had to think for a minute there. Um, I liked his talent. I thought he had some talent, and suddenly he just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. He went to OKC, didn't play. I actually drafted him in a dynasty league that offseason. I thought, you know, oh, this guy's probably going to get some run on an OKC team that's really not trying to win basketball games, and... I think I spent like a, I mean, it's a 30-team league, but I think I spent like an eighth-round pick on him or something like that. Like something, you know, kind of pricey in a, in a setting like that. And um, out of the league. Just been out of the league. And, and now he's suddenly back. Uh, scored 29 DK points in just 16 minutes in the last one. Really showed us something there. Of course, this is a very risky play. I would not suggest this in cash. But, uh, you know, it's a small slate. And if pool's out... Um, I mean, hey, if it helps you get to a guy in cash, I think it's a good punt play. I really do. Because um, they'll probably get another 15 minutes at least. And um, probably give you, you know, 15, close to 15 DK points. That's really not that bad. It's really not at 3,600. Um, you know, could be a little cheaper, obviously. Um, but I do like him still as a play. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, Kispert, I know had um, a rough shooting night the last one. <laughs> Probably going to have a better night tonight. I just don't think he has a high upside. I think that you're... 
Well, it's, if you're playing cash and you know that cool's going to be out, sure. Everyone's going to have Kispert. Go ahead, slide Kispert in your lineups. But he just doesn't have that production outside of the jump shot. And if that's not falling, there's just nothing there. Um, and I just don't think he's not, you know, he's not a guy that explodes. Just not. So um, he did have 30 DK points, uh, 29.25 DK points a couple of games ago against Milwaukee. <laughs> And that was a really good game for him. He shot 6 of 10 from 3. 7 of 12 from the field. Like, ridiculously well. And he had 20 points. And he still ended up with just 29.25 DK points. And he's 4,700. So, I'm just not... I just don't... I don't like him for DFS purposes. But I, instead, I'm going to go with Bilal Kalibale. Kalibale. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry, Bilal. Um, <laughs> I will I will get that right by the end of the season. Since I'm, you know, obviously suggesting him every slate. Kulibali, Kulibali, Balal Kulibali, Balal, Balal Kulibali, sorry, Balal. Um, I'm going to go with him. 4800 is his price tag, and, you know, we haven't seen him pop in a while. I know I've been suggesting him, and he hasn't really done what we've wanted him to do. But I'm sitting here looking at that 32 minutes in that last one, and, you know, he didn't produce a whole lot. He only shot five shots. He needs to be more aggressive. I'm sure the coaching staff is telling him he needs to be more aggressive. Um, you know, defensive stats will probably be there. Um, hopefully, he can grab five or six boards as opposed to the you know three he's been getting. And uh, he's he's shown the ability to dish the rock. He had a couple assists as well. So um, I still like this play. Forty eight hundred. I think you know when it comes to what's the ownership going to be on this guy. Uh, I really do think that people are going to look at this and they're going to just <clears throat> judge the kid based on you know. What he's done the last three games, and they're just gonna you know look over him. They're gonna go to go to Kispert, who's a hundred dollars less. So I'm spending up a little bit just to get that edge in ownership there. Um, and I think the edge in terms of you know what the ceiling may be. I mean, if you just look a couple weeks ago, maybe about you know two weeks ago at this point, he had a 42.25 DK point game against the you know Brooklyn Nets in 34 minutes and 33 minutes, he had a 31.75 DK point game. So against Toronto. And those are two good defensive teams. Now, I'm not calling Detroit a good defensive team, but I just think, you know, if he's able to put up those those lines, he's capable of that. He's got the edge for me. So there you go. Um, I do expect, it looks like Gallinari probably might get into this game. So it's, it's something to keep our eyes on and try to try to monitor. I mean, I don't know if we'll get any information about that before tip-off. He was out in the last one. I can't remember what exactly happened. He had some personal matter or something, if I remember. Oh, he's just rest. He was out for rest, so that that led to a few more minutes for um, some of the guys I'm mentioning here. But Denny Avija was also dealing with a sickness. So I think, but I do think Kalibale, um is going to have the minutes there, and if the minute, you know, he's gonna. I think 25 plus is what we can kind of book him in so as long as we can count on that i do like him at 4800 um and yeah detroit let's move to detroit now so you know i said i didn't want to give you any spin ups but here um i am gonna spend up i am gonna spend up for sure i'm gonna spend up on, on Jalen Dern, 6700 um you know hasn't had those big games that he had earlier in the season he just had a really nice one with a double double against the uh, Pacers. But, you know, we were seeing 40, 50-point games in the early season, and we just have to remember that. We have to remember that he's capable of that. 
So when you know we get a long line of uh, ten games where he just isn't producing at that level, but then he gets a matchup here against the the Wizards and against Daniel Gafford, and uh, you know, a lo- you know Gafford is nice nice player, nice role player. I, I've got no problems with Gafford. Uh, I know I'm a Bulls fan, and, and you might think I'm I'm salty that he's not a Bulls player any longer. I really don't care. I think he's he's fine. Um, not a huge fan of his basketball wise. But I, you know, I do think that he has trouble staying in front of uh, you know talented bigs. I don't think he's necessarily a good defender, shot blocker. Yeah, but you, you can be a shot blocker without being a good defender. Um, look at someone like a Chris Boucher. Look at somebody like a you know, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, oh gosh, what was his name? Uh, with the Miami Heat. Oh no, his name's escaping me now. Oh no, this is bad. My brain has been fried. Um, now I have to look it up. Eat, eat centers. Uh, what was his name? Oh my gosh, this is Hassan Whiteside. There we go, found it. Hassan Whiteside, look at Hassan Whiteside. You can be a good shot blocker without being a good defender. Um, part of your re- the reason you're shit blocking so many shots is because you're getting beat constantly and have to recover and use your athleticism to make that recovery block. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, Gafford's a terrible defender. I'm not, I'm not claiming that here, but I, do, I just don't think he's necessarily a good defender. And so I'm not worried about it. So I think, you know, Jalen Durant at 6,700 is definitely a good play. I mean, we see the Wizards King score on left and right. If he was a good defender, um, that wouldn't be happening, uh, or at least not as easily. Uh, okay, and then the other guy is obviously Kate Cunningham, 8,300. Uh, went to him in the last game, told you guys to roster him. Um, we had some nice ownership on that one, I think. I hope it would you guys some money. But I'm going again. Going to ride that hot hand, um, you know, capable of big games. This is... The best game script because they've they've lost I think they've lost twelve in a row if I remember correctly my brain you have to forgive my brain um, but you know they lost twelve in a row and they're looking for a win they're hungry uh, let me just see it one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen in a row sorry so I I was wrong they've lost thirteen in a row and um, you know <laughs> the two the last win was against the Bulls but you know that they've got to be hungry for a win. And if you're hungry for a win, the Washington Wizards are the meal that you would prefer. Because that's going to satiate that hunger. You're going to get that win. Uh, absolutely. So I do, I do like Cade Cunningham here. You know, hopefully the Wizards can keep this close. That's the only thing. If the Wizards just kind of fold and don't really, you know, put forth an effort, could be in trouble. But, um, you know, back-to-back 40-plus point DK point games. I'm looking for hopefully a close to a 50-burger here, maybe 55. That would be really nice. I hope he doesn't crap the bed. But I do like me some kid coming here, Cunningham here. Before we get a slip there. Uh, okay, so uh, some other guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can. You, there's other guys here I, I just love. I mean, you, you know, Oscar Thomas on Detroit, uh, 6,500. I like him there. I think he's 7,100 or something like that over on FanDuel. So um, that seems like a really nice price for him. Isaiah Stewart, 5,500. I think is a nice pivot off of a Jalen Duren, who I think is going to have pretty decent ownership across the board. Um, you know, Jay Nivey, who's been stepping up for the Detroit team. I think that's fine to go there as well. Marcus Sasser is the pivot off of that guy. Um, who's, you know, he's kind of disappeared and hasn't been in the rotation, but if you think maybe he's going to get in for 20 minutes, you know, maybe, maybe he goes off. So that's a guy to, to kind of look at as well. Um, and you know, if you're doing 150 lineups, maybe you have a couple of them in there, uh, just in case maybe something happens and, you know, Jay Nivey tweaks an ankle or something. And then suddenly he's in the, the game for a long time. Uh, I was looking at a Mude, um, Stanley Amude earlier, and um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right too, but 
uh, you know, he's been kind of out of the, the rotation as well. But he was, you know, in the rotation for a solid amount of minutes uh, just before that last game against Indiana. So, you know, maybe that bounces back and he gets another 17, 18 minutes. Um, he's only 3,200. So that's another guy you can consider just because of the, the game environment here. So, you know, I think you can stack, you know, guys like that. And then even on the on the Wizards side, I mean, you guys know I love uh, Avija. I, I don't mind spinning up in Kyle Kuzma. I think that's totally fine, especially with, you know, if Jordan Poole's out. That makes a lot of sense. I'm skipping over Tyus Jones, just not going to go there. Um, doesn't seem interested in playing basketball or something. I just, he's not producing, so I'm just not going to go there. Um, I mentioned Kispert. You know, again, I, I have other people I, I'd rather have than him, but I don't mind if you go to him as well, obviously. Um, they ended up using Mike Muscala a lot, or for a fair amount of time in that last game um, against the, the Hawks to try to, you know, space the floor, shoot some threes. Uh, he played 18 minutes and had 22.5 DK points. So, you know, that's another guy you can you can go with as well. So um, there are a lot of guys in this game that I think, you know, you can kind of mix and match and play with. I kind of gave you, though, at the top, the guys that I'm suggesting, are kind of the safest guys in my opinion, right? And, and I'm even putting Jared Butler in there, but I'm saying it, it, only if Jordan pulls out. Um, and I'm saying that because, you know, I think we can guarantee that he's going to get in for, for the 15 minutes or whatever. Um, these other guys, you know, um, Mude, uh, who, who else did I just mention? I just mentioned uh, uh, 3,200. Um, Mike Muscala, 3,400 he is. Um, you know, there's no guarantee he gets into the game. Um, yeah, other guys here, like, uh, that, that was the only other guy under 4,000 was Mude. So, you know, a guy under 4,000 that's, I think, guaranteed to get, to get minutes as long as Jordan pulls out. That's the reason I'm going to suggest uh, Jerry Butler there. So, uh, we're moving right along here. If you guys don't already have the NBA Fantasy Pass, it is just, um, oh gosh, my brain is so broken now, guys. $6 a month, I believe it still is, I hope, um, for the NBA Fantasy Pass. And you go ahead and get a layup line, which gives you a preview for every single game. I write many of those. Um, you know, my, my other people here at Sports Ethos write others. Uh, we also get a pickups of the night, every night. Um, a waiver wire every week. Which serves also as a pickups, but um, gives you get just guys you want to pick up right away, right to your fingertips, right to your eyeballs. So go pick that up, sportsetos.com. Okay, Pelicans at the Utah Jazz. Um, we've got a four point spread here in favor of the Pelicans. Two thirty is the game total. So yeah, those are fine. Um, you know, there's. Uh, another spend-up here I'd like to talk about. I know I, I'm, I said at the top of the show, I was like, I'm not going to give you spend-ups, and then I gave you, like, four of them. Uh, Zion Williamson at 8,700 is jumping out to me here, though, as a good play. Um, I know I, um, you know, suggested him before, and it might seem like I'm a Zion guy. I'm really not a Zion guy. It's not that I you know, dislike him. I just, he's fine. You know, he's got his limitations. He's he's no, he's, he's uh, a f- absolute beast of a man. Um, you can't stop him when he's getting going downhill. And that's why I like him here against Utah Jazz, you know. They do have Walker Kessler, um, but he's just getting back from an injury, and he tends to foul people. Um, had some pretty bad offensive fouls in the, his return back, so uh, he doesn't really scare me. You know, I think he's he's going to be a good defender, hopefully, in the NBA. Uh, I think we're still figuring that out with him, you know. Wink, wink, dynasty folks, uh, you know. Our, our kind of sell high window may be already passed after he kind of struggled to start the season. So I I, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to have some good statistical games. But I do think Zion Williamson, uh, again, gets downhill in the transition, and you just can't stop him. And, you know, when you're talking about a guy like that, uh, you've got a team on the other side in Utah Jazz that doesn't have a point guard. I mean, they have Keontae George, who's been playing well, probably the best, you know, 
for our other team. I'll talk about it in a minute. But um, they're going to make mistakes and they're going to make turnovers. Keelan Horton Tucker, if he's in there at point guard, there's going to be turnovers. So you talk about you know getting a guy out in transition that wants to dunk the basketball. Um, yeah, Zion Williamson. Um, we don't really know if Laurie's going to play. I like this better if Laurie's going to play. Um, because if he does, it's going to be a, probably a close game. Uh, it's a four-point spread, so, you know. But I, I do like me some Zion Williamson here. I also like me some Brandon Ingram at 9,000. I've got him as well. I, DraftKings, why is Brandon Ingram listed as a shooting guard? And that's it. No shooting guards. Like, this this slate was really frustrating in the way that a lot of guys only that I like, at least, that have only one positional eligibility. Like, can, can we fix that? Can we make it a little bit? I mean, if you're in positions, it's fine. I get it. Just make it a little bit more open, right? Shooting a small forward, small forward, power forward, power forward center. A lot of these guys are just centers, and that really takes me off because then you make me use the utility spot. Make them power forwards too, please. Okay, that's my complaint there. That's my gripe. So I like Brandon Ingram as well. Um, and he's the half-court killer. He's the half-court offense here for the Pelicans. Uh, likely going to be without C.J. McCollum again. Um, actually, he's already been ruled out with his chest injury, so um, not coming back just yet. And, uh, you know... He just had a really, really nice game, uh, Ingram did. So I'm looking for him to do it again. Got, I've got no other problems. I just think the Utah Jazz are a good team to attack in DFS in general. Uh, again, like I said, on the Utah side, we do have Laurie Markkinen questionable with a uh, hamstring injury. And we have Jordan Clarkson also questionable with an illness. Still, I wonder if they're holding him out for a trade. That'd be interesting. I, I don't think so, though. I don't like... To go too far into those conspiracies. Uh, maybe I'll trade them to the Bulls. Ooh, man. Is Zach Levine going to go to Utah? We should send him to Utah. Send him to Utah, Chicago Bulls. Um, okay. So the Utah Jazz, uh, Larry Marketing, questionable. Jordan Clarkson, questionable. So obviously, I mean, there's not a lot I can tell you guys. Um, I think, you know, we need to know that those guys' uh, statuses, they're such huge parts of the team that, yeah, I, I mean, the analysis, there's no analysis to be done. Because we just don't know enough. Um, County George, I mentioned just a bit ago. Their point guard, 6,000. Don't mind going there. He's going to be starting for sure no matter who's playing. Um, probably better if those guys do play because he can get a few more assists. Had some pretty bad moments in the last game. But um, all in all, it's been generally positive for Keontae George since he's moved in the starting lineup. So um, don't mind going to him. Walker Kessler, I mentioned before too. I think he's a nice play as well. I like too many centers on this slate. Or otherwise, I'd probably have him in my, my lineup. But... Uh, but maybe I will you know, build at least one lineup where he's in there. Um, and that's kind of as far down as I'll go. If there's no Clarkson, obviously Chris Dunn. But now he's 4,100. Um, and he only got like 19, I think, minutes in that last one, uh, if I remember correctly. So I'm not like over the moon. Yeah, 19 minutes. I'm not over the moon about putting him out there. Simone Fantecchio uh, is an interesting guy. He got 26 minutes in the last one. Um, the thing is, he just doesn't have an, a very high-ceiling DFS game. He's kind of like um, a way worse version of uh, who was that? Hamlet before that just shoots threes. Oh my gosh, no, my my brain, my brain, my brain. Um, oh, Corey Kispert. He's like a very very poor version of Corey Kispert. So yeah, I'm I'm just not um, not into it. So that's about as far as I go with Utah Jazz, uh, Denver Nuggets, and the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clipjohns. Uh, 4.5 point favorites in favor of the Clippers. It is a back-to-back for the Nuggets, so that would be a big reason why. Uh, 219 is the game total, which I've already bet uh, the under, actually, 219.5. I think that was on MGM. So, uh, yeah, these are two teams that 
play really good defense. Uh, probably going to be uh, it is de- it is already the lowest scoring game on the slate, and I'm betting the under. So, uh, you know, not super high in this game in general. Um, but we will hit it. We'll hit it. Uh, you know, it is a back to back. Jamal Murray uh, may suit up. That's a big one. So let's definitely keep our eye on that one. Uh, if he does suit up, I think he probably is on a minutes restriction. So 7,700, probably not going to go there. Aaron Gordon sat out uh, with, I think, what was it? A heel injury? Heel. And uh, he's questionable again for this one. I would have to imagine he plays. They probably just kept him out as a precaution for a back-to-back because it was kind of late that he got ruled out. Uh, if Jamal Murray's in, Michael Porter Jr. at 7,500, yeah, he just can't go there. Uh, I think really, I mean, you're looking at Nikola Jokic, and 12-8 is expensive, but he's playing against Avika Zubac here. And he, especially if Jamal Murray's out, if Jamal Murray's in, just I'd probably just fade this game. I mean, let's be honest. I, I'm just not going to, I mean, Reggie Jackson's had a big game, but I, I can't trust him to do that again. It's his old team revenge game. Revenge game. I, I can't I can't trust that. Uh, we saw Strother get in. We saw you know Brown get in a little bit more without Aaron Gordon, but now Gordon, I, I'm assuming he's going to play. So I think it's Nikola Jokic, and and only if Jamal Murray is out here for me. I'm just gonna you know I think and you know there's probably good pivots on this team because uh, and in this game in general because people are just going to fade it. So okay, the Clippers side, um, you know, <laughs> again it's just there's there's just not. Not a lot to like. So I, I don't even know if I need to go through these guys. James Harden at 7,800. I still, I mean, I still feel like he's got those big games in him still. So I know he hasn't been a big scorer um, of late or, or in a while, but um, but he's shown that ability. And you never know. You know, maybe I would hate to put this juju on anybody, but you know, maybe Paul George gets hurt or something, and then, then James Harden suddenly finds himself in a primary scoring role. It can happen. It's possible. Is it probable? Absolutely not. It's like very, very low probability, probably. But, um, but even so, even if everyone's healthy, maybe you know, it's just one of those days where James Harden's just feeling it, feeling himself, and uh, he's got that carte blanche, right? He's got that. Every coach is kind of in his back pocket, and if he wants to do what he wants to do, he's going to do it no matter what. It's a what do you say recently? It's the James Harden system. Um, that's the kind of attitude this guy had. And when you got that kind of attitude, I want you on my DFS lineup as long as you're under like eight thousand, because you have the ability to put up the same numbers as a ten thousand dollar player. Because you think you were that guy, you think you're that dude, and you're going to take that usage even if it's not used as efficiently as it possibly could. So, so yeah, I think I would look at him as a very nice tournament pivot. And that's kind of where, that's it. That's that's where my my interest in the Clippers lies. So there's really only a few games here that I, I like to, to kind of stack. And like I said, as we move out throughout the day, there's a couple of key injury you know, you know pieces of news that we need to keep on. And we'll definitely um, you know adjust our thinking from there. So I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at Ethos Keith. You can follow the DFS show at ethos dfs at ethos dfs and please do like and subscribe wherever you're listening leave us a review leave me a review let me know how i'm doing let me know how i sound let me know that i'm making the worst picks ever because sometimes i am sometimes that just happens so uh let me know all about that and um until next time hey go get that money
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.